Here's the remote. It's time for TV Topics, where those who love television discuss the series and performances that should be on your radar. Hey, I'm Peyton List, and today I'm hanging out on TV Topics. Come grab a seat on the couch. It's time for TV Topics Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Prusikowski. Let's make some room on the TV Topics couch because hanging out today is an actress who made Emma Ross a household name with millions of kids on shows like Jesse and Bunk. Spent some time as a girl in a diner on As the World Turns. Mm -hmm. She's been kicking some major butt again and again on Cobra Kai. And she's currently starring as our favorite spirit, investigating her own disappearance on Paramount Plus's School Spirits. Welcome to TV Topics, the incredible Peyton List. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Oh my gosh, the As the World Turns reference. <laughs> you really keep your digging. Do you remember that? Barely. The reason I do remember it is because there's another Peyton List who's an actress. And I met her on that episode of the show. That's all I really remember from it. Yeah, you, you go back quite some, it's like almost 20 years now, right? Impressive. <laughs> and before we get into your amazing work on School Spirits and Cobra Kai, let's do a few TV topics. Let's start with this one. What has your relationship with TV been looking back over the years? Are you a TV junkie? Are you very selective? Do you have go-to shows? I was definitely a TV junkie as a kid. I feel like before streaming, there was just something so fun about catching something. Like I was kind of addicted to that feeling of catching something being on. And I remember that's kind of why I got into acting because I, I just watched so much TV and my mom said, stop watching it and go be on it. And I was like, how do I do that? Like, that's a great idea, but how do I do that? And then she started really taking me to auditions because I watched so much TV growing up. And you kind of had that mindset. You, you you knew the beats. You knew how to deliver a line. Yeah, it's funny. I I thought by watching it that I would. I did. It didn't really. Um, I definitely had to learn a lot on the spot, especially like starting off on Disney on multicam sitcoms. Like that was just such a different style. I had done a couple movies before and a, a, a small part on a show with someone's kid, but I did not. I was not prepared for the multicam sitcom world. That was just a whole change of pace. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I saw you at SNL and you had a, a few other kind of prestige early appearances. What was that like? Was that, did you, did you know what SNL was at the time? Was it a big deal to you? Or was it just like, just like any other project? It was like any other project. I knew what it was, but I wasn't, I mean, my parents were so, my mom was so excited to take me to set. She was like, oh my gosh, you're working with Kristen Wiig. You're playing her. And I was like, who is that? And I didn't know. And I was in hair and makeup and I had no idea. And then later on became such a huge fan. Like Bridesmaids is one of my favorite movies of all time. But yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the great thing about being a kid. I kind of miss that feeling of going in and not just having fun with a human and not really caring about their past work or their fame. Yeah. Well, speaking of Bridesmaids, we had Rose Byrne was our first guest. Oh, nice. Yeah, I saw that. How was that? She was wonderful thoughtful answers and and you know you just it's it's great listening to everybody's stories and hearing how their tv lives kind of evolved and, and took place because they're all so different mm -hmm. uh, especially she's from across the globe so very different than yours i'm sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah give it a listen uh, what was your primetime show growing up as a child is there one that stands out or has special meaning to you i watched a lot of glee growing up um a lot of glee and big bang theory i think those were my my two big ones, but I could not miss an episode of Glee. Yeah, that's a good one. Big Bang Theory is more up my alley, but my sisters liked Glee more than I did. Full of talent. So chock full of talent in that show. Do you have a show that makes you laugh most? It sounds like Big Bang Theory might be up there, but 
Is there one that stands out? Is it your your go-to show for a laugh or a pick-me-up? My brothers just had me watch I Think You Should Leave, Tim Robinson's show. Oh, yeah. That show, I have not laughed out loud a long time. Like, usually, I'll, you know, when I was a kid, I feel like I laughed out loud. And now it's just sort of like, um, oh, that's funny. And I don't laugh. But this show had me crying, laughing. Like, his skits are, I, I think he's so brilliant. Is there one that stands out? There's an episode where he goes to a party and they're a little late. So they try to make up an excuse. And then the excuse just gets taken so far. He, he he doesn't drop the excuse. He makes it his whole personal identity and he just keeps going on with it. He ends up getting in a physical fight um, because he just commits this bit so, so hard. Um, and everyone just keeps asking him questions about the accident and the reason that he's late. And I'm, I'm describing it terribly, but it's so funny. And then there's also one where he goes to a haunted house and he's on a, he's on like this cheesy tour. And the guy says, you can use any kind of language. This is a late night adults only tour. You can do whatever you want. So he just starts using like the most out of place, like out of pocket sort of like language. <laughs> Love and it. everyone on the tour starts to hate him. And he thinks it's except- he has to get like removed from the tour, but he's just so awkward and great. Yeah. I've seen some of it. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I, the, the coffin bit is just like, <laughs> once you see that, you're like, okay, this is not any other show you've ever watched before. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It makes me uncomfortable. Would you want to be on? Oh, I would love to be on that. Is that what you just asked? Yes. Yeah. No, I would love to do that. That would be so fun. We've got to make that happen. Would love to see it. Um, what about shows that on the other end of the spectrum, the show, the last show that made you cry? Are you a crier? I am a crier, but more in movies. Um, but also like I will cry at oh at comedies as well. Like I remember when the office, like in multiple episodes of the office, I've cried. Um I've even embarrassingly cried at like reality shows, but I think I was just rewatching House recently, um, a couple of days ago, and there was an episode um, with a little girl with cancer, and she's undergoing this surgery, and they're not sure if she's going to make it, and they're like they keep panning to her mom in the waiting room, and just seeing her mother in the waiting room, just I was crying like so stressed, and this is such an old show, but I was I, I'm rewatching it again. That's funny. So I know I know a couple of other people who are watching it again. It's having really? a uh... A mini revival, yeah. On my on my other podcast, they they keep bringing it up over and over. I'm like, maybe I do, but there's just so much new content to always watch that it's difficult to go back and revisit some of your favorites. Mm-hmm. Just partially why I do this to kind of live vicariously, also to see what others are watching and see what I'm missing out on because it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to even keep track of of you know where these things are streaming now, and uh, you know it's not like Monday at eight, be at your TV. Those days are over essentially. I know. I know. I really do like your podcast for that reason. Like you guys keep me informed. And I also just really like the, I, I just love like how conversational I feel like it's so personal and you don't, I feel like you hear a lot of, it just feels like the guards are down on, which is nice. Great. Well, that's what we want. You know, I, the idea behind it is essentially if you're hanging out at a party or at a pub or someplace, just talking. What the first question I almost always ask is, "What are you watching?" Because I, I think it's interesting, you know, what people's tastes are, and then you go from there. Yeah, that's a good idea to do that. That'll help my my party social awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. And you, you learn so much too, you know. And you learn, you know, just kind of what makes them tick without having a shrink here and without asking those questions. So, yeah, are you the kind of parent that lets your kids watch anything? You know, getting into into school spirits a little bit. I, my daughters saw me watching Cobra Kai 
and said, oh, I know her. I know her. That's Peyton List. <laughs> and they knew you from the Disney shows. At the time, they were a little too young for Cobra Kai. But I'm like, someday they'll watch it. Mm -hmm. But then fast forward to earlier this year, we saw School Spirits. And they're like, what is that? I want to watch it. Peyton's on it. So I'm like, we'll give it a shot. And I'm like, I, you know, the language is a little more you know, mature than I, I would usually let them watch. But they're getting at that age where you kind of have to. It's kind of good to have to let this show be a way that we can have these discussions. But also, it's in, it's insanely entertaining. And they love it. Like yesterday, my daughter, she said, I love that show. And she always compares things to it. So when we watch something else, she's like, nah, it's not as good as School Spirit. You have some fans. Oh, that's so sweet. The long answer, short, I, I am selective, but I think I'm I'm definitely getting more open to them watching shows, especially like this, where the characters are good. Maddie's not a bad person. So there kind of are lessons they can learn. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And what about Guilty Pleasures? Do you have any TV shows that you watch that you don't typically talk about? Oh, yeah, I definitely do. Um I've been watching Demon Slayer because my brothers are really into anime, but I mean, that's, that's a good show. Like I, I thought that anime was just sort of like my brothers and also like reality shows. Love Island was I, that Love Island was a show I had to cut out of my life because it was so time consuming. And that was a show that I really embarrassingly cried at. I can't believe I cried at Love Island. It was, that was an all time <laughs> low for me. I was like, I got it. I'm so emotionally invested. Like, when did this happen? Hey, you know what? If, if it hits you, it hits you. Why? Well, really? Why? Just enjoy the moment. <laughs> you know, I, I I was telling my daughters about like TV in general. I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's a good way to connect. You don't have to sit there in silence. You don't have to be embarrassed if you're going to cry or if you're scared if you're, or if it makes you laugh. It just enjoy it. That's the whole point of it to kind of trigger that inside of you. So even if it's Love Island, it it can do that. Yeah, that's that's a nice thing to be told. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than watching a movie, looking around, hoping no one's watching you cry. <laughs> I mean, I did it for decades. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I'm coughing over my, you know, I have one of those like <gasps> moments and I'm like, <clears throat> or fake sneezing or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, yeah, forget it. Just just let it all out there. Who cares? Mm -hmm. I'm sure the people who made the series would love to see that reaction. So the people around me can enjoy it too. Yeah, it worked. It worked. So Going into school spirits, uh, you play Maddie. She's trying to figure out the mystery sur surrounding her disappearance. What was it about her that you want made you want to play her? I liked how much she, um, how much Maddie cared about her life and how much she wanted to get back to it. And just I felt, I feel like that age there's so much just nihilism and not wanting to be there. And a lot of the parts that I feel like I would audition for were just like, I hate my life. I hate this world. I hate everything about it. You know. And I, I thought. This is a hot take, a teenage girl who cares about her mom and cares about her family and is really stepping up. I was like, Maddie's a way better person than I was as a teenager. Like, this is kind of something that I wouldn't mind playing. Like, wow, I'm honored to get to play such a cool person. And when I got the sides, actually, my I saw my brother was auditioning for it uh, originally. So I was reading the sides and I just, I, I liked the person that, that she is, but I didn't think um, they would cast me as her. Yeah, it's, it's been great. It's a great ride. And I, at first, when I, I sat down to watch it, my daughters, like I said, had had seen you on it and like, can we watch that? And I'm like, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, okay, it'll be one of those shows that I start and then I tune out. And uh, I quickly got into it. Oh, wow. It's a lot of fun 
figuring it all out, putting those pieces together. I know you watch a lot. And I was thinking, yeah, I was kind of nervous at the idea after listening to your podcast. I was nervous at the idea of you watching the show. <laughs> oh, no, I really enjoy it. It's a great mystery. The characters are a lot of fun. You're excellent in it. It's a great watch. So thank you so much. But also listening to my daughters whispering, trying to figure it out. It's as if they're like two little detectives bickering about it a little bit. No, that's she's not the one because of this. And they have all these like clues that they've put together. You know, it doesn't play down to an audience. It's, you know, I know it's it's definitely young adult and up. You really have to pay attention. And, uh, and the characters are great too. So it's a fun watch. So I want to avoid major spoilers because I'm hoping when people listen to this, especially over the summer, this might be a summer viewing for people. So I do want to get into some things, but, you know, if, if, if and it's up to you, if you wanted to uh, unleash everything, feel free, but I typically tiptoe around things. Okay. But my question is when it comes to jumping into that first season or that, you know, that first days um, on set and stuff, how much did you know that happened? Like, did they, did they give you the whole beginning to end season one story or was it pieced together and script by script? They gave me the first two episodes and I just trusted Megan and Nate, our creators and writers enough that I just didn't need to know what else happened. And I feel like Maddie didn't know what happened and she was very confused and trying to figure it out. So I just thought, all right. And a lot of the other actors were harassing me about the ending. They're like, you know, Aiden, give us the, give us the ending. You, you have to know, how would you take this show without knowing the ending? And I was like, I, I just kind of met with them and I like them a lot and I hoped for the best. Like, which now looking back, I don't know if I would do again, but I enjoyed that process so much. I'm sure it's helpful not knowing and then just playing what's on the page and discovering it as you go along. So I really discovered it with, along with everyone else. When you, you know, you look at this series, there's so many different human connections. That's what it's really about at the core. There's a lot of heart to it. You have that moment when you are looking through your, your mother's looking through you is just heartbreaking and knowing that, you know, you want to say something, you want to connect, but you can't. And then you have this kind of cool, uh, reluctant detective team with Simon. And then you have your relationship with the other ghost. So what's it like exploring, you know, these relationships in all these atypical ways? Is it challenging for you? It was challenging. It was so different from anything I've ever done before. And yeah, having to not being able to make eye contact sometimes with people or um, be walking into a room where only one person can see you, but you can interact with anything and the possibilities are kind of endless. It was a really um, cool challenge. And yeah, it was, and everything was practical. There was no special effects. So it was just sort of on the actors to make it work. That's cool. I didn't know it was all practical. Mm -hmm. So does that prolong your day? Like, you know, you have to, I would guess you have to take a lot more shots. In the homecoming episode, you have those moments where you're there and then you're not there. This whole big scene's going on around you with dozens of extras, and then you have to pop in and out. So is that uh, is that like a lot of fun to, to make happen, or is it just a ton of work? It was a lot of fun for me. I definitely felt for the director, but that was, you know, definitely a situation where I was very happy to be the actor because I'm able just to have fun and lean into it and stand where I need to stand and do what I need to do. But I had a great time that night, but I can see where it would be a very stressful thing for the director to figure out um yeah yeah because if you make one mistake and you don't get that one shot it doesn't piece together you're missing a piece of the puzzle how can you tell that story exactly and it wasn't like we had a whole lot of time to you know to make those things happen it was just sort of a, we had to move quickly and 
um, just hope that we got it or something worked. But everyone's very scrappy um, in the school spirits crew and behind the scenes. I feel like everyone was was pretty on it. And, and what's the most fun about, as you say on the show, living your death? I think it was fun getting to just move around a space in a room without technically anyone being able to see or look at you. And just the freedom that that creates and just the different energy. It just takes a lot of the, the angst out, I guess. And when it comes to the homecoming, that was a ton of fun to watch as well. Kind of, especially Wally, who I get a huge kick out of. Um, can you get a little into a little bit about what it's like uh, working with with Milo? Oh yeah, it was it was so great working with Milo. He just brings such an energy and a goofiness. And I was not ready for Milo's energy when I first he he was the last person to really land in Vancouver and and join the show. And he came in like he owned the place. And I remember at first his energy frustrated. <laughs> everyone in the cast no one thought they were going to like him and then as the time went on it was I honestly related to Maddie's sort of relationship with Wally it felt very much like by the end of the season we all just were we were all so in love and just um yeah he, he brought like a lot of charisma to that character and just made him like I really feel like he brought Wally to life um and you can't help but love him and like his goofy energy just like really kept things positive and and light on set which was we would just find it funny that the the ghost characters were the ones that were that got to be light, and you know the people who are in the other storylines are you know heavy, and we pass them in the hallways, and they just like got done crying in some scene, and we're all just like laughing and joking around. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's definitely a lot of fun to have like those moments at the homecoming where he's bopping around, singing songs in people's faces who don't know he's there, and there's just so much. Um, that kind of took me back because that's it, kind of who I was in high school, uh, not as uh, big of a personality, but I would be doing the like the dolphin or some kind of break dancing for some reason, even though I don't break dance. <laughs> I love that. So it's fun to see this guy just kind of let loose. Yeah, I love his sort of like 80s energy mixed with the modern, you know, energy. it just it's it's different. And I I think he might have choreographed that dance on his own too. He just <laughs> ran wild with it. Well, he's a talented guy. Again, not going to spoilers, but do you have any guesses? You don't have to tell me who, but do you have any guesses like who's kind of behind your your disappearance and, and where the mystery uh, is going to lead? Or are you as into the dark as everyone else is? I'm as in the dark as everyone else. I feel like everyone has had better theories than me. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny listening to them. And I'm like, wait, no, it can't be. And like, well, what about this? I'm like, and you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And like, well, the good news is we have season two that's been announced. So we're definitely going to get the answers, uh, which is great. But before we get to that, the ending, you get to the ending of, of season one, you have this huge reveal. It's a game changer. Again, we don't have to get into spoilers, but what was your reaction when you read that? When you, in the last five minutes, everything shifts. Yeah, at the point of reading the finale, I had become just so invested in in Maddie's life and her relationship with her mom. And I was already bawling, crying at, at that. And because um, I was reading it aloud to my brother, because I, like, I feel like, I was like, will you sit here? Can I read it to you? And then, yeah, I was crying, could barely get through it. And then I got to the last scene and I was shocked. I had been working on this show and trying to guess myself, but like, and I just did not predict that. And, and the writers, 
I, I kept going up to the writers and trying to make predictions and they kept saying, nope, nope, you'll never get it. You'll never, ever get it. You're, you're not even close. And so when I read that, I was, I was genuinely shocked. And then all of us had read it at the same time. So we're all texting each other in our group chat, freaking out. And, and then we had to meet up. And that's awesome. Yeah. When we watched it, I thought there was another episode after that. And there wasn't. And then it went online. I'm like, wait, I thought there was another episode. I searched. I'm like, oh, wait, this is it. My daughter was kind of ticked off. She's like, wait, I want to know more. I want to, you know, she's not used to watching shows that are this serious and have this kind of heavy continuing uh, story arc. Yeah. I remember that feeling of being that age and knowing you have to wait, however long you have to wait for the next season is the most frustrating feeling. It feels like an eternity. Yeah. Especially now when you're have streaming and everything is you watch a season and you pop into the next one, especially if you caught something, you know, like I say, like a Breaking Bad, you can watch the whole story in, you know, in a week and never have a pause while other people were waiting two, three years sometimes for, for different seasons to pop up. Um, you know, it's something these kids have to learn. Yeah. It's not a bad lesson. I know you're- uh, well, let's hop into Cobra Kai a little bit, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Tori is a character like Maddie, who I, I really like. This season, she had a bit of a redemption. Pretty big redemption, I think. Were you happy to see that finally happen for her as she's always kind of been the outcast? I was happy to see that for her. I really was. Yeah. I've I was pretty shocked to see it, but I'm I'm very happy that she's going down this path. And when it comes to the fights, um, you're pretty badass in those. What's your training like? It's gotten it's it's a lot more now in these in these last couple of seasons. Uh we each have our stunt doubles who they'll fly in and have living there and have working with us. Um, every day we're working and then every day we have off too. So, um, and yeah, there was like this guy, uh, Tony, who I just met a few months ago, but he trains, um, black belts and and master martial artists. So I just feel like every season there's a step up and there's the training just gets more intense. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. You train year round. No, when we're off, I'm doing <laughs> yoga. I'm doing Pilates. I'm just trying to stay active because I know that if I don't stay active and I don't stretch at this point, that I'll come back and I will regret the hell out of it. So I definitely try to stay active and, and go on like hikes and walks and, and yoga. And yeah, I think stretching has really been the main thing that I've taken away from this show is just how important that is. And it's something that I now, like even when I was doing school spirits, like I make sure that I stretch at the beginning of the day in my trailer, or if I have time in between scenes, because it's just so helpful and you just get so tense and tight. Yeah. I've always been an anti-stretcher until this summer when I have hurt myself twice now in basketball. And I'm like, ugh. After being the guy bragging and saying, I don't need to stretch, suddenly it's all coming back to haunt me. So, yeah, you're making the right move. <laughs> and as for Maddie or Tori, who would you like to hang out with more? Or who would, you know, who would be your ideal hangout? Mm. I feel like they would both balance. I would like to hang out with both of them at the same time because I think they would balance each other out. I think Tori would be tough to hang out with. I think I would choose Maddie over Tori because Maddie's a little more of a nerd and um, just likes going to comic cons and, and likes horror cons and that sort of thing. So I think she would like bring you into that whole world. But I feel like Tori, her only girlfriend really was Aisha. And I just don't feel like I've seen her have a lot of girlfriends. So I feel like it'd be tough um, to sort of, I'd have to be patient with her. Yeah, it's a tough call. And speaking of those two, again, 
who would win in a fight? Tori Nichols with a hand tied behind her back or Maddie teamed up with Emma Ross wearing brass knuckles? Oh my God. This is the best question ever. Um, I think Tori would still win even with one, one hand. Yeah, I just... I think so too. I, I love the writers for just giving me this badass character who always wins. Yeah, she's like never ending like intensity. No. You know, it's like you're it's always there waiting to waiting to break out. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, I know I won't get an answer, but who is Tori's mother? And please say it's Julie Pierce. Uh Hillary Swank. Yeah, no, I have I have no idea who who Tori's mother is, but I feel like everyone's really disappointed. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I, I mean, it's it's funny how many theories there are out there. There's whole articles comparing all the different ways it could be certain actresses. The fact that people care that much, that's a good sign. It says you're doing something well. Oh, well, yeah. It's, it's, the, the fans of Cobra Kai are unreal. I've never experienced anything like it. Like I, I'm so grateful that they that they care so much. And like I go, I'll go to Comic Cons and like have conversations and it's like people can write this show at this point. Like they have so many theories and just creation. It's, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun when, when a franchise, a series or something like that grows to that point, it's a great escape and I'm looking forward to the next season. Mm-hmm. So let me close on this one for this portion. And then we'll wrap up with some TV topics. Three words to describe Maddie. Determined, strong-willed, stubborn. I like it. Perfect. All right, just a few more TV topics and we will call it a day and get you on your way. So if you could have one more season of a show, any show at all, doesn't matter how old it is, if the cast is still around, but you could have one more show, same cast, and you could put that extra season anywhere in the middle, and an extra season at the end, or even like a prequel, what would show, what show would you do that for? And where would you place the season? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Oh, I think Dead Ringers with Rachel Weiss. I just am obsessed with that show. And I want a prequel. I, I want something even of them in their teenage years, just the origins or maybe their college years, just the origin story of how those characters came to be. But she just nailed playing twins so much. Um, I don't know if anyone could live up to that. But. That is a blind spot of mine. I'm going to watch it this summer, but I've heard tremendous things. And I love R- Rachel Weisz. is fantastic. I've been a fan of hers since, I think, since since The Mummy, I believe. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. That's where she starts. And then she, you know, which is a big, big action type film. And then to have her go into these more character driven, smaller roles. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to see careers evolve and change, you know, kind of you know, as yours is. It seems like every time we turn around, you're doing something new, something different, something better. So it's great to see. Oh, thanks. So what about favorite TV theme song? Is there one that you just can't skip? Why? Did the, I feel like the Friends song immediately just came into my mind, but that's probably the most basic one I could have chosen. Um, yeah, I guess that. And then also um, Demon Slayer. I don't skip that theme song. I get that thing, even though the episodes are so quick and it feels like you hear the theme song way too many times. But yeah, those are two that I won't skip. I've got to watch Demon Slayer. I haven't tried that yet. Where is that found? Uh, I think I'm watching it on Netflix. So I'll give it a look. What do you think Maddie's favorite show would be? If this isn't something already in the script, I don't remember it being said. Mm-hmm. No, just 
uh, a lot of movies and, and she liked the the new Carrie remake and Simon criticized her for liking that new, new Carrie. Uh, he was like, you're part of the problem, but. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I kind of did too. I was like, damn it, Maddie, why is this your opinion here? Um, God, she would watch something that I don't watch. You could probably tell me more. Something with like really cool special effects and like creature um, work, I think, like something with gore and horror and, and all of that. Um, hmm. I think she would watch The Last of Us right now. I think she'd be caught up on that. Good taste. Yeah. Are you watching that? No, I need to watch it. Oh, yeah, you should. It's excellent. I mean, there's so much so much quality TV out there right now. And it's like, it's amazing that that if that was on 10 years ago, it would be everybody watching it. But now you're like, you have so many choices. No, because I remember The Walking Dead now. I was obsessed with The Walking Dead. And yeah, I, I miss that feeling of everyone watching it at the same time. What was your reaction to the big episode with the uh, the baseball bat? Oh, God. That really uh, just got me used to uh, the sight of blood and, and guts quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was traumatic. Yeah. So that was a, a tough watch, especially uh, Stephen Young. I mean, who doesn't love him? And to see that demise is just horrific. Mm-mm. That was awful. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of crying, definitely crying. Like I, That show was one of the first to just blow my mind as far as deaths. Like I know Game of Thrones did that for me as well, but that show, like that, the fact that any main character can just go like that. I mean, he was my, fa- he was my favorite character. Yeah. Him, him and uh, Daryl. <laughs> and there was no mercy. It was just like the, the most horrific goodbye ever. It wasn't like, Hey, we'll see you next time you're going off on a different path. No, it's like you are. And the, and the camera just held there and just gave you everything you didn't want to see and probably yeah. caused nightmares for people. Absolutely. Can confirm. If if you could have a character, here's another one. If you could have a character from any TV show, past or present, visit uh, school spirits, who would it be? Just pop on and be like, you know, part, just happen to live in the neighborhood or, or be part of that school. Hmm. Maybe uh, Jeremy Allen White and Shameless, his character, Lit. <laughs> one of the, any, any kid from Shameless, honestly. <laughs> That's a it's a uh, series that comes up up often is shameless. It's funny. Has a uh, a big following. Mm-hmm. Have you watched the bear yet? Yeah, yeah, I just started it. Are you season one or season two? Season one. Um, I need to. I saw season two just dropped, but yeah, I really like it. Yeah, take your time and enjoy it. It's excellent. Um, I'm gonna actually go back and rewatch it. The buzz it's getting is is definitely worthwhile. Yeah, I found it crazy. The pilot and then waited for a while, not knowing if it was going to get picked up or not. I just find that crazy when a series just seemed when watching that show, it just seemed like such an obvious hit. But obviously, it, I mean, it seems obvious now, but it's kind of reassuring to me that everyone kind of feels uneasy or unsure at first. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I, I can't believe after one episode, I was hooked. So I'm really surprised to see or to hear that that's this, this story behind it. And last one, if you can go into one TV show and live there forever, popping in and out whenever you want, uh, so that way you can see your family, you don't have to uh, leave your life behind you, you're back and forth, which would it be and why? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, God, I feel like every TV show is so flawed. Like, what's a good world that I want to be in? It would have to be some sort of like supernatural, kind of wild 
world where there's dragons or something involved. Uh, but then I think about the horrible like misogyny of like Game of Thrones or something, and that sounds terrifying. Thank you again for hanging out on the TV Topics couch. It was an absolute pleasure, and uh, I look forward to seeing more of your work. And uh, feel free to come back again, you know, when Cobra Kai kicks in. I know we have the writer's strike and all that we're going to deal with right now, but hopefully we get a, uh, a, a proper conclusion to that where everyone's treated fairly and we can move forward and, uh, and keep this exciting stuff going on. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for, for joining us. Did you enjoy yourself? Oh, I did. Yeah, I love it because it's a different, different questions than most interviews. It's fun to know what people are watching. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate it. You're a lot of fun to have on here. And and uh, thank you again. Bye. Bye now. Be sure to watch Peyton's work on Paramount Plus's School Spirits and also on Cobra Kai, which is on Netflix. Big shout out goes out to Emilia for our funky theme song and to our announcer, Kari Loya. You can find him at kariloyavo.com. It's in our profile. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Filmstork on Twitter, Letterboxd, and Instagram. You can also follow my co-host, who is out this week, Abe Freetanzer, at, at Movies with Abe on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more TV Topics. TV Topics is an awards radar podcast produced by Stephen Prusikowski. Zap.